Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 258. It is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and using Dropbox to store malware. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, hello and happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be fabuloso. Hopefully I don't get sued for that, but that would be great. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search, join the group and have some fun. Not really fun, but, and there's a survey in, in the Facebook group right now around what the biggest cybersecurity risk is for healthcare at the current moment. I have my own feelings, but I don't want to sway the survey one way or the other, so go there and check it out. All right, first up, CISA has released, um, well, CISA has informed of two new updates. Mozilla released security updates for Thire, uh, yeah, not Firebird, Thunderbird. I combined Firebird, or I combined Firefox and Thunderbird together. It's not Firebird or Firebird, it's Thunderbird, um, which I'm impressed is actually still around, but Thunderbird should be um, should be updated if you're using it. And Xerox released security updates for DocuShare. If you're using DocuShare, there is a security update for 6.6.1, 7.0, and 7.5 to address vulnerabilities that could allow an unauthenticated attacker to obtain sensitive info. Um, Threat post, first up, Healthcare 2021, cyber attacks to center on COVID-19 spying and patient data. Post-COVID-19 surge and the critically level criticality level of medical infrastructure coupled with across the board digitalization will be big drivers for medical sector cyber attacks next year. And I don't know that we're in the post-COVID-19 surge we're in the surge now again for the second time. So sophisticated cyber criminals have been trying to steal COVID-19 vaccine research and researchers say there's more of that to come going into 2021. Intellectual property theft will join ransomware, cloud stored patient data theft and advanced phishing efforts as the main hallmarks of medical related healthcare cyber attacks for the new year. Now that all will come under, it will start with phishing and will end as ransomware and in between you'll have the data theft. That's according to predictions from Kaspersky researchers who said to expect advanced persistent threat actors to continue to target any pharma companies that make a significant breakthrough on coronavirus coronavirus vaccines on or therapeutics. They also believe that this will spark diplomatic disputes around the world, as if there isn't enough already. There have already been reported espionage attacks on vaccine makers AstraZeneca and Moderna, Moderna, Moderna. I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but it's M-O-D-E-R-N-A. The pandemic has turned 2020 into a year of medicine and information technology, said Maria Nemestikanova, researcher with Kaspersky in her Wednesday posting. Interest in medical research has, has of course, increased to among cyber criminals, in particular groups specializing in targeted attacks. This was spurred primarily by the development of a COVID-19 vaccine and its potential significance for the global community. The biggest Hullabaloo was around the Wellmess campaign, 
which according to Western intelligence agencies sought to steal information about vaccines being developed in Canada and UK and several other countries. Going forward, attacks on COVID-19 vaccine and drug developers and attempts to steal sensitive data from them will continue, Kaspersky predicted, as the development race between pharmaceutical firms continues and these cyber attacks will have ramifications for geopolitics and with attribution of attacks entailing serious consequences or aimed at the latest medical developments is sure to be cited as an argument in diplomatic disputes. So there you have it. Um, it's going to continue. And I've been saying since, you know, the, the ransomware attacks slowed down in the first half of the year. And I don't know if there was an adjustment period or, or, or what the case was. I know some ransomware operators claimed that they wouldn't attack healthcare because of the pandemic and uh, the, the truth is and I've been saying this since I don't know early summer it's second half was going to ramp up and it sure has and as you can see here the experts are saying it's going to ramp up even more and you can expect attacks on COVID-19 related entities um, it's it's not going anywhere and you need to be prepared is the bottom line so you need to that means there's needs to be phishing mitigation and there needs to be ransomware mitigation and there needs to be data protection in place uh, also on threat post iphone bug allowed for a complete device takeover over the air researcher ian beer from google project zero took six months to figure out the radio proximity exploit of a memory corruption bug that was patched in may Details tied to a stunning iPhone vulnerability were disclosed by noted Google Project Zero researcher Ian Beer. Apple patched the vulnerability earlier this year, but few details until now were known about the bug that could have allowed a threat actor to completely take over any iPhone within a nearby vicinity. The hack could have been performed over the air without even interacting with the victim's device. Beer said he spent six months figuring out the wormable radio proximity exploit during a time when quarantines due to the COVID-19 virus were in effect and he was locked down in the corner of his bedroom. On Tuesday, he published a blog post detailing his discovery on the hack and the hack. Specifically, specifically he was able to remotely trigger an unauthenticated kernel memory corruption vulnerability that causes all iOS devices in radio proximity to reboot with no user inter interaction. The issue existed because of a protocol contemporary in a contemporary iPhone, iPad, Macs, and Apple Watches called Apple Wireless Direct Link. Beer explained in his post, this protocol creates mesh networks for features such as AirDrop and Sidecar so these devices can connect and serve their appointed functions such as beam photos and files to other iOS devices in the case of AirDrop. Chances are that if you own an Apple device, you're creating or connecting to these transient mesh networks multiple times a day without even realizing it, Beer noted on his post. Apple patched the, mo the bug responsible for the exploit in May with updates iOS 12.4.7 and watch OS 5.3.7 and tracked it as CVE 2020-3843 and supporting documentation. So a um, couple things. If you before the patch you were vulnerable so that's important to know and sounds like it's an easy um bug to to take advantage of but also if you haven't patched it and you're still t uh, below 12.4.7 well you shouldn't be but you need to patch you need to update your iphone or, or your watch it should be a 5.4.7 or higher 
Uh, and I believe the newest version of iOS is 14.1. Uh, I have an iPhone right here. I'll tell you right now. While I'm doing that, phishing attacks, phishing targets U.S. brokerage firms using FINRA lookalike domain. We did warn that this was going to happen in the near future, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Um, it is happening. So this is on Bleepy Computer. U.S. securities industry regulator FINRA warned brokerage firms earlier this week of ongoing phishing attacks using, attacks using a recently registered web domain spoofing a legitimate FINRA website. FINRA, which is short for Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, is a nonprofit organization supervised by the Securities and Exchange Committee or Commission that regulates all exchange markets and securities firms publicly active in the U.S. The independent non-governmental securities regulator also supervises more than 624,000 brokers across the U.S. and examines billions of market events every day. FINRA warns member firms of an ongoing phishing attack that involves fraudulent emails that include the domain invest-finra.org. So if you're receiving emails from at invest-finra.org, and you really should pay attention to these emails. I got one earlier today um, in my Google account. Yeah, of course, I'm not going to be able to find it now, but you you just look at it and you could see that it it was um, it was it was phishing at the very least. It was not who it claimed to be. It wanted me to click on a link and update, and so this is the same type of thing. Invest-finra.org is not a Finra domain. It was registered on November 5th via the French Gandhi or Gandhi. G-A-N-D-I domain name registrar. So um, be a, be wary. You, you shouldn't. You should just delete it now. Hopefully, I know Google and Microsoft catch probably around ninety percent of them. Some still get through, and then you, from there you need your own phishing mitigation. Bleepy Computer Microsoft Office November twenty twenty updates fix Outlook and Skype issues. There was an update pushed out. On Tuesday, Microsoft has released the November 2020 non-security Microsoft Office updates with performance enhancements and fixes for known issues impacting Windows installer editions of Office 2016 products. KB4486756 update fixes an issue that causes Outlook and Word to fail when attempting to generate hyperlinks for long URLs. KB448745 addresses another issue affecting 32-bit versions of Microsoft Skype from Business 2016 and causing video participants to not appear in video conferences. And there are a few other updates as well, but there are updates for Skype for Business, Microsoft Office, Microsoft Project, Microsoft Publisher, Microsoft Visio, and Word, all 2016, and those are all the MSI editions of the Office 2016 product, so it does not affect any other versions of this update. FBI and Homeland Security warn of APT attacks on U.S. think tanks. This is also bleepy computed. FBI and DHS CISA warned of state-sponsored hacking groups targeting U.S. think tank organizations in a joint advisory published on Tuesday evening. Advanced persistent threat actors are regularly directing their attacks on such organizations and individuals associated with them who can have an important role in shaping U.S. policy and international affairs, according to the two federal agencies. State backed hackers have used a multitude of infiltration vectors in their attacks, including spear phishing focused on 
both corporate and personal accounts via email and third-party messaging services, as well as the exploitation of vulnerable web-facing devices and remote connections. Attackers may leverage virtual private networks and other remote work tools to gain initial access or persistence on a victim's network through joint advisory reads. When successful, these two these low-effort, high-reward approaches allow threat actors to steal sensitive information, acquire user credentials, and gain persistent access to victim networks. DHS CISA and the FBI also advise organizations and individuals in international affairs and national security sectors to adopt a heightened state of awareness. They also provided a set of extensive mitigation measures to be immediately implemented by think tank organizations, leaders, staff, and IT staff to strengthen their security posture and defend against ongoing attacks by nation state hacking groups. The FBI also issued a TLP white private industry notification in April 2020 regarding the continued targeting of U.S. think tanks by state-backed APT groups since at least 2014 with the end goal of gaining access to and exfiltrating sensitive information. Nation state APT actors have sought access to U.S. think tank organizations which employ former U.S. government personnel who continue to engage with current USG that's U.S. government, of officials on political, domestic, foreign, and economic policies as means to collect sensitive USG information bypassing the needs to target USG networks directly, the FBI warned. The reasoning behind the targeted approach is twofold. USG networks tend to be more secure and more difficult to access, and mitigation efforts within USG networks have historically been effective. Over the last several years, hacking groups have been able to infiltrate and successfully acquire information on a wide range of sensitive topics, including but not limited to U.S. elections, U.S. politics and foreign policy, U.S. interest conflicts with competing world powers, U.S. decision-making and national security issue, U.S. cyber deterrence, U.S. and NATO interests, and U.S. defense plans. Uh, so that is a warning from the FBI and, and CISA, and it, there is a link to mitigation, uh, suggested mitigation steps, and it's a pretty, pretty extensive list. If you have a chance, go check out the article on Bleep Computer, and then check out the list of of mitigation because these are things that you should be doing in your own business as well. If you have your own business and you're listening to this, you know, things like log off remote connections when not in use, be vigilant against tailored spear phishing attacks. These are all things you should be doing anyway, so it's a good list to have and use um, in your own business, in your own life. Russian hacking group uses Dropbox to store malware stolen data. This is also a bleepy computer. Russian, ha- Russian backed hacking group Turla has used a previously undocumented malware toolset to deploy backdoors and steal sensitive documents and targeted cyber espionage campaigns directed at high-profile targets such as the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of a European Union country. The previously unknown malware framework named Crutch by its authors was used in campaigns spanning from 2015 to at least early 2020. Turlo's Crutch malware was designed to help harvest and exfiltrate sensitive documents and various other files of interest to Dropbox accounts controlled by Russian hacking group. The sophistication of the attacks and technical details of the discovery further strengthen the perception that Turlo group has considerable resources to operate such a large and diverse arsenal. ESET researcher Matthew Fall said in a report published yesterday and 
shared in advance with Bleepy Computer. Furthermore, Crutch is able to bypass some security layers by abusing legitimate infrastructure here, Dropbox, in order to blend into normal network traffic while exfiltrating stolen documents and receiving commands from its operators. So in a sense, they're using Dropbox as a kind of command and control server. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. ESET researchers were able to link Crutch to the Russian Tula Advanced Persistent Threat Group based on similarities with the second stage Gazer, aka White Bear Backdoor, the threat actors used between 2016 and 17. The use of the same RC4 key for decrypting payloads, identical file names, while being, pro uh, while being dropped on the same compromised machine on September of 2017, and the almost identical PDP, PDB paths are just a few of the strong links between the two observed by ESET. Given these elements said Given these elements and that Turla malware families are not known to be shared among different groups, we believe that Crutch is a malware family that is part of the Turla arsenal. Also based on the timestamps of over 500 zip archives containing stolen documents and uploaded to Turla's Dropbox accounts between October 2018 and July of 2019, the working hours of Crutch's operators line up with Russian UTC plus 3 time zone. Turla delivered Crutch as a second stage backdoor on already compromised machines using first stage implants like Skipper during 2017, months after the initial compromise in some cases in the open source PowerShell Empire post-exploitation framework. Early versions of Crutch between 2015 and 2019, mid-2019, used backdoor channels to communicate with hard-coded Dropbox account via the official HTTP API and drive monitoring tools without network capabilities that search for and archived interesting documents as encrypted archives. An updated version tracked as version 4 by ESET added a removable drive monitor with networking capabilities and removed the backdoor capabilities. However, it allows for more hands-off approach since it is capable of automatically uploading the files found on local and removable drives to Dropbox storage by using the Windows version of WGET utility. Both versions use DLL hijacking to gain persistence on a compromised on compromised devices on Chrome, Firefox, or OneDrive with Crutch v4 being dropped as an old Microsoft Outlook component. Crutch shows that the group is not short of new or currently undocumented backdoors. File concluded this discovery further strengthens the perception that Turler Group has considerable resources to operate such a large and diverse arsenal. In total, throughout their espionage campaigns, Turla has compromised thousands of systems belonging to governments, embassies, as well as education and research facilities from over 100 countries. The Russian Turla APT group, also tra tracked as Waterbug and Venomous Bear, has been behind information theft and espionage campaigns going back as far as 1996. Turla is the main suspect behind attacks targeting the Pentagon and NASA and U.S. Central Command and the Finnish Foreign Ministry. The hacking group also hacked into the systems of an undisclosed European government entity using a combo of recently updated remote administration Trojans, also known as RATS, and remote procedure protocol or procedure call used backdoors, according to October report published by Accenture Cyber Threat Intelligence. These nation state backed hackers are also known for their unorthodox methods they use during their cyber espionage campaigns such as creating backdoor trojans with their own APIs, controlling malware, using comments on Britney Spears' Instagram photos, and even hijacking the infrastructure and malware of Iranian APT oil rig and using them in their own campaigns. 
And lastly, we have some HIPAA updates for you. University of Minnesota Physicians has suffered a phishing attack that allowed unauthorized individuals to gain access to the email accounts of two employees. One email account was accessible between January 30th and January 31st, and the other was accessible on February 4th for a short period of time. Upon discovery of the breach, the accounts were immediately secured and third-party forensic investigators were engaged to assess the nature and scope of the breach. The review did not uncover any evidence to suggest emails in the accounts had been viewed or patient data obtained, but it was not possible to rule out data access with a sufficiently high degree of certainty. A review of the compromised accounts revealed they contained the protected health information of certain patients. The types of information in the accounts varied from patient to patient. It may have included name, address, date of birth, date of death, date of service, telephone number, medical record number, account number, payment card number, health insurance information, and medical information. A limited number of individuals also had their social security number exposed. Notification letters started to be sent to affected individuals on March 30th, even though the investigation was still ongoing. That investigation has now been completed. The delay was due to the painstaking and lengthy process involved in identifying the relevant data. University of Minnesota physicians said that at the time of the breach, multiple email security controls were in place, including multi-factor authentication. Regular training was being provided to employees on privacy and security, and phishing simulations were being conducted. Additional technology has been implemented to further improve security and refresher security training has been provided to employees. Affected individuals have been offered 12 months of complimentary credit monitoring and identity theft protection services through Crawl. Uh, it looks like 683 individuals impacted by this. South Carolina-based McLeod, or McLeod Health has discovered the email account of the employee of an employee has been accessed by unauthorized individuals. Suspicious email account activity was detected on Jan- June 23rd, and the email account was immediately secured. A comprehensive forensic review was conducted to determine the nature and scope of the breach, which revealed the email account was breached between April 13th and April 16th. On August 19th, McLeod, it's MCLEOD Health, determined the content of the email account had been downloaded by the attacker in April. That's a first. I've never seen anybody admit to that before. McLeod Health is in the process of conducting a review of the impacted email account to determine what information has been obtained by the attacker and which patients have been affected. Notifications will be emailed or will be mailed to affected patients when the review is completed. McLeod Health had previously implemented multi-factor authentication to prevent compromised credentials from being used to gain access to email accounts. However, some internal settings had prevented it from being implemented on some devices. That issue is now being addressed and additional security awareness training is being provided to employees. I know that some versions of Outlook don't or other email uh, software don't work well with multi-factor authentication. So that may have something to do with it. Um, but either way, it's, it's not a good excuse at all. That is going to do it for this edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity. So make sure you come back tomorrow. And until then, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.